It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed, locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. I don't give a damn what the Democrats have to say or the corrupt media have to say about what took place at Mar-a-Lago. I could care less. They celebrate these things. They are corrupt. They are on the wrong side. They're on the side of tyranny. We're on the side of liberty. It doesn't matter to me what CNN thinks or MSNBC thinks or any of the, the hacks who work for these corrupt corporations, phony press operations. And why would I care what the New York Times has to say? The New York Times with their support of Stalin and the Third Reich and Castro. And why would I care what the Washington Post has to say? Another corrupt, phony newspaper. Let alone Nancy Pelosi. Oh, the Democrats, the ball's now in Trump's court. Excuse me. We're not playing games here. We don't give a damn what you think. Period. And that's why I also tweeted to Dizzy Lizzie Cheney, shut up. You're a self-righteous self-promoter. Nobody who matters gives a damn what you think. Got it? You're obsessed. You need psychological assistance as far as I'm concerned. Maybe you can get a family plan. I don't know. I don't know. And I'll say one other thing, given how out of control this federal government is, and I mean this. If and when the Republicans take over, they'll need the presidency and Congress. They should fire the 87,000 IRS agents that the Democrats are in the midst of hiring. They should fire them. How? Slash the budget. And they should make that promise now. And they should tell anybody, you're going to go into the Internal Revenue Service? You're going to be one of these 87,000? Well, make sure you have a plan B for your career, because when we take over, God willing, we're going to eliminate those 87,000 positions. That's what we're going to do. Garland today, as I told you, he had the final say. I know this from my own experience. The Newsweek article, as I told you, was lying, had to be fake. They tried to cover for Garland. It was another one of those FBI slash Department of Justice leaks to friendly reporters. I read it to you for the purpose of showing you that it would be a lie. And it is a lie. Of course, Garland had to sign off. And let me tell you something else not a single reporter or legal analyst is mentioning. You better believe the Justice Department informed the counsel to the president's office at the White House. Nobody's asked them that yet. Nobody's asked them yet. And I talked about the Plain View Doctrine. We had former Attorney General Mukasey. He was on Fox today. He has now said the same thing. You have these people are saying, I cannot believe that this is the only route the government could take to get whatever it was they were trying to get in terms of documents. Folks, listen carefully. I'm going to walk you through this step by step. The United States Attorney in Washington, D.C. is an Obama-Biden Democrat hack. His wife is a Democrat hack, and I mean they are radicals. It is a radical couple. They're both (laughs) lawyers. This U.S. attorney oversees the grand jury involved in January 6th, and he oversees now this grand jury involved with the National Archives. In other words, the National Archives is located in D.C. like the Capitol building. He's the top prosecutor in Washington, D.C. They have nothing on Donald Trump. Nothing on January 6th. Zero. So this is a criminal statute looking for evidence. That's what's going on. Three criminal statutes, which really don't apply, but they want it to apply. 
So they have no way of getting this information to try and quote-unquote get Trump. So they sat down with this harebrained idea, this vicious, evil, vile idea, and he said, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. What am I going to do? Well, what did I tell you two days ago? What did I tell you yesterday? What did I say on Hannity? Let's get our foot in the door. We're going to get one shot at this. We're not going to issue another subpoena. We're not going to get an enforcement order from a judge on the first subpoena. We're going to go in there and grab whatever we can. Why else were they in Melania's closed closet? Why were they there for nine hours? Why didn't they want Trump there? Why did they come there at dawn? I guess it was six in the morning or so. Why did they do all that? I'm telling you why. It's the plain view doctrine. I explained this yesterday. Cut three, Mr. Producer, go. The act and concerns about the illegal possession of classified national defense information are the bases for the search warrant, according to the two sources. The raid had nothing to do with the January 6th investigation or any other alleged wrongdoing by the former president. Okay, that's what I wanted to touch on as well. Remember I discussed the Plain View Doctrine? Remember that, Mr. Producer? The Plain View Doctrine. You don't have to put in the warrant. January 6th investigation, taxes, or anything else. You just want to get your foot in the door. And they said that this was hardly a judicious search. That is, they spent hours there, including going through the former First Lady's closet, which is really disgusting and outrageous. So routine, ladies and gentlemen, including bringing a safe cracker to break open the president's safe, which reportedly had nothing in it. Going through his multiple offices, going through every box, every shred of paper. I don't know what they did with computers and so forth. The lawyers were not allowed to be present. They were not allowed to make copies of what the government was taking. And this is routine when you're dealing with an ex-president in this statute. Once again, I believe strongly that this was an effort to get the foot in the door, to grab everything they could, and what is this, you know, talk about the Presidential Records Act, or NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration, and that act. And, of course, if they could find something related to that, they'd be thrilled. But it's more than that. And so I also said the same thing the day before. Michael Mukasey, who was an excellent attorney general in the Bush administration, he was on Fox a few hours ago, and he was on with Martha McCullum, who was superb. And here's how that went. Cut four, go. Well, there were two words um, that leaped out at me from his presentation. The words, when possible. He said, when possible, we try to use less intrusive methods, Mm -hmm. measures. Um, What was it that made it impossible to do it in this case? Um, That doesn't require disclosure of what was in the affidavit. Uh, It simply requires a statement of what what it was that made it impossible. Um, He didn't tell us. And um, that, that is a large gap. You don't have to disclose what else was in the affidavit in order to disclose how come they had to do it this way. So what does that, what does that tell you? I mean, it would suggest that they felt that they weren't going to get cooperation, right? Okay, but um, they could move to compel uh, compliance with a subpoena. Mm-hmm. Um, there were... There were other measures um, that they could have served another subpoena or moved to, com- or moved to compel compliance. Um, there was apparently something uh, that made it com- compulsory, in their view, 
for uh, agents to be on site um, and to be taking the, the documents themselves. Um, and um, as you pointed out before, there is a rule that says that if you're searching for evidence of one crime and you find evidence of another, then you're permitted to use that evidence. And it's hard to escape the belief that at least somebody hoped that there would be evidence of another crime, i.e. something relating to January 6th. And unfortunately, um, although we were told certainly that um, the, 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 uh, the affidavit established probable cause to, to search for missing documents, we already knew that. Um, the question is whether um, people at the Justice Department entertained that hope and whether they had a reason for doing it. Yes, <clears throat> and Martha didn't learn that on her own, of course. I've been talking about now, this is day three. On my national radio show here, on Fox, on two appearances on Hannity, and of course on Levin TV, that what's going on here is even worse than overreaching on a document or documents. This was a sleazy backdoor effort by this U.S. attorney and the Attorney General of the United States and the director of the FBI, among others. Among others at the Department of Politburo to abuse the warrant process against an ex-president who might be a future president to protect their boss, Joe Biden, from a Trump candidacy to carry out the demands of Democrats in Congress and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. To carry out the demands of the media and the Democrat base. This was a sleazy, Stalinist, Maoist effort to abuse the search warrant process for nine damn hours in that building as if there's classified information in Melania's closet. That's what took place here. They have nothing on Trump. Nothing related to January 6th. Nothing. And so they've turned the law upside down. They're using a warrant for a different purpose. Not the purpose they state, but a different purpose because they're aware of the, the plain view doctrine, obviously. They do this stuff every day. This was a way to get their hands on anything and everything they could at the president's home. Now that is what should infuriate you. That is what should infuriate every Republican in Congress or out of Congress. That is what should infuriate every American. That this is a grave abuse of power, a grave abuse of the warrant process. And let us be clear, the media are reporting that it's the Department of Justice that's gone to court to unseal the warrant. No, there are many media groups and Judicial Watch who've ought, who got there first. And they have said to the judge, release the warrant. And the judge already told the Department of Justice they have until Monday to explain why he shouldn't. And so the Attorney General, in another sleazy PR move, announces today that they are encouraging the judge to release the warrant. Now the problem is we don't know exactly what that means. You've heard them. There's an affidavit that goes with the warrant. Somebody had to swear it out. A warrant is a form. That in and of itself is not good enough. It gives us a little information, not enough. The receipt is a list of what they took. As far as we know, it could be box one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't believe they were there even nine hours long enough to have issued which, which uh, documents they were looking at. We shall see. But I am telling you, this is explosive. Mark Levin. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. I'm not going to play the whole thing because you'll fall asleep at the wheel, those of you driving. Those of you making dinner, your face will drop into your spaghetti. So we'll just play part of Merrick Garland at the Department of Justice today. He spoke for about four minutes and said almost nothing. But he did say this. Cut to go. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First... I personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. And I told you early on that he had to have. And that's what happens. I think I have a better beat on this than most. Go ahead. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, And so they took the broadest, most aggressive criminal process imaginable. Now, you don't do that if you're having difficult negotiations or you're fighting over a document or what have you. You don't do it. Go ahead address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. Well, obviously we're not attacking every agent, but we don't trust the Bureau anymore. And I say that as somebody who loved it, who worked with the Bureau, who worked with the FBI for years. The whole environment has been poisoned. Thanks to jerks like you, you jerk. And Comey. And Ray. And McCabe. And Baker. And the rest of you. You're the ones who abuse the FBI. Now we have to deal with it. You jerk. And by the way, he doesn't talk that way about local law enforcement when he's nationalizing police departments. He doesn't say, I stand with local law enforcement who are on the front lines of protecting the people in this country against murderous thugs. Does he ever say that? When did he say that? Go ahead. The men and women. Ah, Shut up. I don't even want to hear any more from this jerk. Because the real Svengali here, as we've learned from our friend Julie Kelly, is the deputy attorney general. Marano. Boy, I hope you watch my Sunday show. Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern. Leo Terrell is the first guest on fire. Victor Davis Hanson, genius. America's wise man. So we have Leo, we have Victor, we have me. Please watch. And it's probably wise to go ahead and set your DVR now so you don't forget. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. Merrick Garland. Oh, thank God he's not on the Supreme Court. And as I said the other day, and as I wrote about in American Marxism and elsewhere, and again, I'm not the only one. 
change the language. The media want you to change the language. The Democrats want you to change the language to accommodate their agendas and their goals. And they all say the same thing. The media, the corrupt, narcissistic media, the ideological media. Cut five. Hat tip, Grabian, go. The FBI is a conservative-leaning law enforcement organization, and we've sort of like Thank lost the, lost the thread on Thank that you. in the past six years. These attacks against the FBI, these attacks against the most important federal law enforcement agency Less in America. Less than 24 hours after a peaceful search that they gave them a yeah. heads up on. Peaceful let search. Me, let me just say this, by the way. I hope, I truly hope, that the Scarboroughs, the other media types, that the Democrats and others who defend these tactics get to experience them one day, Mr. Producer. I hope the Internal Revenue Service leaks their tax returns as they leak Trump's. I hope their children become the object of Grand juries and depositions like Trump's kids. I hope that they're subjected to Republican district attorneys and attorneys general investigating them like Trump has with Democrats. I hope they get to experience the kind of equal justice that they insist on. But there has been no equal justice as applies to Trump. Or Joe Biden would be in a jumpsuit right now in a cell in Lewisburg with a 380-pound, 6-foot-8 guy named Bruno ordering him around. Hillary Clinton would also be in a jumpsuit in a woman's prison, may I say women's, somewhere in the country. Yes. And there will be others, too. I just hope Nancy Pelosi gets to experience the kind of equal justice that she insists is taking place. And her little son, Pauly Jr., wouldn't that be swell? Pauly Jr. needs to be investigated. Why not? And we need their tax returns. We need the Pelosi crime family's tax returns. We need the Biden crime family's tax returns. You know, he never released all of them, those S corporations. He's never released those returns. Shh, shh, Mark. No. I hope they all get to experience the kind of equal justice that they insist upon. How about the Cheneys? Dizzy Lizzie. What a moron, by the way. Absolute moron. Go ahead. Legal. It's all lawful. It's not a raid. They didn't, you know, they, they're, they're not there. You know, those Supreme Court justices are corrupt. They are political. They're a disaster. But you know, the judge in the case of Trump is the finest judge to ever walk the planet. Oh, he's fantastic. Forget about his bias. Forget about his posts that are anti-Trump. Forget about the fact he should have recused himself and his relationship to the Epstein defense. The rest of the media are not going to discuss that. This man is Cardozo reinvented. He's story. He's, he's a genius. He's a brilliant man of absolute integrity. Now, Clarence Thomas... And Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, oh, and and particularly that Alito, SOBs, you can go ahead and threaten them and you can, you can protest at their homes without fear of being prosecuted under federal law. Oh, yes, they're corrupt. But this judge, Reinhardt, Reinhardt, in the tradition of the Reinhardts. He's just fantastic. You know, he would never sign off on a warrant unless it was warranted, may I say. Go ahead. 
unlawfully. The Justice Department is returning to its historical position as a law enforcement agency above politics. Trying this, to this, this is your media. And these are the people the media select. All Democrats dressed up as prosecutors, former prosecutors, defense counsel, professors, experts, commentators, your media. Now, you know damn well if they went through Michelle Obama's closet, there'd be hell to pay. If they went through Dr. Jill's closet, there'd be hell to pay. You know damn well if they went to Rehoboth Beach and did exactly the same thing and said, hey, wait, you're Mr. Big, you're Mr. 10%, we got the damn laptop, you're the sitting president of the United States, we need to look. You know damn well, and that's the problem. That's the problem, America. Tyranny. Go ahead. I don't think there was any politics involved. This appears to be a nonpartisan process. Because anybody on this set had done the same thing, the exact same result. That's the idiot Michael Steele. God, what a putz. Go ahead judge would not sign off on that if there were not mm-hmm. uh, evidence. No, versus- no, no, no. The judge would not sign off on that. I mean, after all, he's not Gorsuch or Thomas or Alito or one of them. You know, a right-wing justice. No. Let me ask you, have CNN or MSNBC shown the social media that this guy has been involved in? No. They talked about his connections to the Epstein defense team and how he defended the lowest of the low. No, no, no. That he has hate for Trump and should have recused himself. No. He would never have signed off on this warrant. No way. Because he is a good judge. The originalist justices, they are bad justices go ahead me that you know there's a reason they wouldn't go in there if it wasn't really significant that they didn't they weren't really concerned about the nature of the classified information that trump had what he might be doing with it who he might be showing hey the nature of the classified information that trump has this from post-millennial obama nixon delayed for years in returning presidential records act covered documents an opinion piece written for the New York Post, author James Bavard noted several other former presidents had taken years, years, if not decades, to return documents and tapes covered under the Presidential Records Act. Presidential Records Act, which states that the United States shall reserve and retain complete ownership, possession, and control of presidential records, has come into the spotlight after FBI agents raided Mar-a-Lago, President's residence. According to Bavard, the Nixon Library did not reportedly release its final batch of the former president's secret tapes until 2013, 39 years after his presidency ended in his resignation following the Watergate scandal. The act was enacted in law in 1978 following the Nixon uh, resignation, where he claimed that his secret Oval Office tapes and other personal records belonged to him. Lyndon Johnson Library had delayed in releasing the final batch of his secret tapes, and we know why. Because he was a pig. Until 2016. This came 47 years after he left office. In 2001, then-President George W. Bush issued an executive order that changed the act from guaranteeing public assets to documents to one that blocks it, though Congress overturned parts of the order in 2014, according to Bavard. Politico reported in 2014 that Barack Milhouse Benito Obama, his lawyers had repeatedly invoked the Presidential Records Act, quote, to delay the release of thousands of pages of records from President Bill Clinton's White House, unquote. And at the end of Obama's two magnificent terms as president, he reportedly trucked 30 million pages of administration records gathered during his time in office in Chicago, where he promised, or put them there, where he promised to digitize them and put them online. But years since the end of his presidency, The National Archives states that zero of the estimated 39, hello, 39 million pages, zero, have been scanned. Wow. 
Speaking with BBC News, our Professor Benjamin Hufafa said that it could take around 100 years to fully process all these records from the Obama administration. Even Biden himself is delayed in unsealing records. Biden donated 1,875 boxes of documents from his days in the Senate to the University of Delaware in 2011. Both Biden and the University Library had promised to unseal the records two years after Biden retires from office. 2017, Byron retired as vice president, but just before he launched his presidential campaign, it was now stated that those records would remain sealed until two years after Biden retires from public life. The FBI raided Trump's Palm Beach residence. What? Less than two years after he left office? No, no. They're just doing their jobs. Stop criticizing the FBI. Stop criticizing this judge. What are you trying to do? Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. What do you think about a Democrat party that controls the levers of power? That is trying to create a criminal predicate against a former president, future presidential candidate. What do you think of that? Isn't it interesting that's not being discussed? They're trying to create a criminal circumstance. They don't have evidence of anything. They're trying to look at criminal statutes, grab all the papers they can, and hope that they can try and squeeze, you know... A square peg into a round hole. This government better come clean, and it better come clean soon. Or there's tens of millions of Americans that will never trust it again. And I think they're already there. As for Joe Biden, Joe Biden is the head of the executive branch. That means he's in charge of the whole enchilada. The idea that somebody wasn't tipped off at the White House, if not directly told, is ridiculous. Ron Klain is chief of staff. He's the one who recommended Merrick Garland for attorney general. The White House counsel's office, what about them? You're telling me no? And here we have this piece in the New York Slimes from Katie Benner from... Katie Rogers from Michael S. Schmidt. Immediately after Merrick Garland was sworn in as Attorney General in March last year, he summoned top Justice Department officials and the FBI director to his office. He wanted a detailed briefing on the case that will, in all likelihood, come to define his legacy. The January 6th assault on the Capitol. So the New York Times is telling Garland, you don't prosecute Trump. You don't go after Trump. It'll destroy your legacy. Later it says, the Attorney General's deliberative approach has come to frustrate Democratic allies of the White House. And at times, President Biden himself. So stop there. Garland read this. He's getting messages through their favorite Crap sheet, this rag, the New York Slimes. The Attorney General's deliberative approach has come to frustrate Democratic allies of the White House and at times Joe Biden himself, his boss. So he's reading this, going, oh. As recently as late last year, Mr. Biden confided to his inner circle, and this is from April of this year, that he believed former President Donald J. Trump was a threat to democracy. And should be prosecuted, according to two people familiar with his comments. So here he is. The president should be prosecuted. That's the head of the executive branch who oversees the Department of Justice, the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office. And while the president has never communicated his frustrations directly to Mr. Garland, folks... It was just communicated to him by the New York Times. He has said privately that he wanted Garland to act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor who's willing to take decisive action 
over the events of January 6th. So this is the smoking gun. This is the DNA. This is, these are the fingerprints right here. Message sent, message received. Message sent by his media surrogates, message received. So they meet six, eight weeks later, after ongoing discussions, apparently in Mar-a-Lago, as reports put it. They're shown around, they're shown where the boxes are. They're asked to put a few more locks on the equivalent of the basement door. They do that. And the next thing you know, four, five, six weeks later, a search warrant. Trump's out of town. He's in New Jersey. Now's the time. It involves the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, the U.S. Attorney in Washington, with his two grand juries. It involves the Washington Bureau of the FBI. It involves a bureau in South Florida. Federal law enforcement's tipped off. Local law enforcement, the Palm Beach police are tipped off. Just so they're not getting into a shooting match, mind you. As is the Secret Service. And they show up. Armed to the teeth. Armed to the teeth. And remember the quote to Fox from federal law enforcement. It wasn't a judicious search. In other words, they were grabbing everything in sight. It says later, the January 6th investigation is a test not just for Mr. Garland, but Mr. Biden as well. Both men came into office promising to restore the independence and reputation of a Justice Department that Mr. Trump had tried to weaponize for political gain. Isn't that ironic? That kind of a comment. But there you have the New York Times saying, it's not just Garland, they're saying, hey, Joe, you too. This is on you too. They know their base. They know the Democrat members of Congress. They know the Democrat media. They want action. More than that. This is bigger than that. You know what this is, Mr. Producer? The ruling class is in full revolt. That's why McConnell and the Republican leadership in the Senate were slow to put out statements. That's why Dizzy Lizzie's on the attack. That's why Head Case Kingsinger's on the attack. That's why her old man is staring into a camera talking about cowardice and all the rest of it. That's why Chris Christie is such a fraud and a fake. Well, we're going to see what... Yeah, right, big boy. Step aside. That's why you hear the media mantra. It's not a raid, you know. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a duly authorized search for crying out loud. Come on, kids. That's why the ruling class, that is the Washington, New York media, members of Congress, the federal bureaucracy, the Democrat Party, and the rhinos, they're trying to assert by force any way they can control over this society and this culture. One of the questions I've asked you, I will ask and have asked on Sundays, and I will continue to do so. Are we a representative republic? When a couple of senators sit down and decide on how they're going to spend nearly $800 billion and hire 87,000 IRS agents that were going to destroy your lives should you be targeted, how they're going to tax you, how they're going to attack your source of energy and change your life for the worse. And in a week's time, they get a bill on the table, they vote on it, and you don't really know what's in it, and you have no ability to really influence your members of Congress. And they do this all the time in these omnibus bills. It's government by omnibus, oblique laws. Is that a representative republic? 
Are we a federal republic? Where the federal government tries to devour what's left of state authority? We have this Dobbs opinion where the Supreme Court said, on a rare occasion, it said, uh, hello, we don't have any authority on this abortion issue. It's not in the federal constitution. And they're under attack. And we have guys like Garland actually suing states that decide that they will make the decision, as the Supreme Court said, going around the court's decision, trying to assert some kind of federal authority when it has none. Or trying to assert authority at school board meetings and threaten, threaten parents who are peacefully protesting. Is that a federal republic? What about a constitutional republic? Clearly the Fourth Amendment was violated here, in my view. Probable cause what crime was committed? That he violated the Espionage Act, the president? What, what, what crime? Well, they had to list one or two or three or whatever. This president, I just told you about Obama. I just told you about Nixon. But particularly Obama, he's still sitting on over 30 million documents tens of millions of pages he hasn't digitized a damn thing nobody's kicking any door down in any of his five mansions oh excuse me it's not a raid I mean we don't have search warrants being issued and of course Michelle Obama's her clothes closet filled with all those magnificent dresses you remember those magnificent dresses Mr. Producer like hanging from one shoulder and all the rest yes can you imagine if they went through her underwear drawer the way they went through Melania's? Oh, my goodness. Maybe there'd be riots in the streets. Mostly peaceful, no doubt. So what are we? What are we? I hope they're listening, those who are monitoring me over there at the FBI and the National Security This and the Interior security that. We're a society unraveling. We are unraveling. That's what's happening. That's why this is so damn important. On the one hand, this better not be over a couple of documents, classified or not. On the other hand, if it's not about a couple of classified documents then it is an effort by the Biden administration through the FBI, federal prosecutors, and the rest of the Department of Justice to try and pin some crime on a former president who is poised to run against the sitting president. I want you to think about that. Mark Levin. The Great One makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. Remember I was questioning the time they said that the raid occurred at 10 a.m., Mr. Producer? I said, wait a minute. I thought it was a pre-dawn raid. And of course it was. So this article was a plant to try and protect the Attorney General. They just wanted you to think it was a bungled bureaucratic screw-up. Now that's interesting because Garland made it a point today to say that he was the one defending the FBI and the reputation of law enforcement when in fact that leak was intended to protect Garland and trash law enforcement. I mentioned last hour I wanted us to take a look at what's going on in Pennsylvania. Not because it's related specifically to Pennsylvania, but this is amazing. Take a step back. Our election processes are supposed to be controlled when it comes to the appointment or election of electors to choose a president and vice president controlled by the state legislatures. Controlled by the state legislatures. They're free to do an awful lot as long as they comply with their own law. And here we are again with this pen live news source 
FBI delivers subpoena to several Pennsylvania Republican lawmakers, sources say. Federal investigators delivered subpoenas or paid visits to several House and Senate Republican offices in the Pennsylvania Capitol on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's one day and two days after Mar-a-Lago. According to multiple sources, at least some of the individuals receiving subpoenas were told they were not targets of an investigation. According to at least six sources reached by Penn Live, but that they may have information of interest to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. All the sources had been briefed on the investigative moves in some way, but demanded anonymity in order to discuss them. The information being requested centered around U.S. Representative Scott Perry, Republican Pennsylvania, and the effort to seek alternate electors as part of former President Donald Trump's efforts, this is what they're writing, to remain in office after the 2020 election. So this is where they think they have their strongest case in Washington. The fake electors. Fraud. Obstruction. But it's not. Unfortunately, it might be under the current circumstances and environment, but it's not. The final say is the United States Congress. It's not some U.S. attorney's office trying to criminalize efforts by a state legislature or state legislators. The Washington Post on Wednesday, citing a source familiar with the probe, also reported that Perry's cell phone was seized Tuesday as part of the Justice Department's criminal investigation into the use of fake electors to try to overturn President Biden's victory, they write. Well, it was Perry himself who announced it. The Post source also spoke on condition of anonymity. So the FBI is leaking and the U.S. Attorney's Office is leaking. Spokespersons for the Pennsylvania House and Senate Republican leaders didn't confirm whether any of their caucus members received a subpoena. Let's see here. Perry, in a post to his re-election campaign's Facebook page Tuesday evening, called the seizure of his phone while traveling with his family, Banana Republic Tactics. If the telephone was seized under the cover of a search warrant, however, they write... It would have to have been approved by a federal magistrate judge. So what? The Perry, in a statement shared by his campaign spokesman, said that he's been told he's not a target of the probe, and that resulted in the seizure of his phone. In a new statement Perry issued, he said, In a discussion with the DOJ, my attorneys were informed I'm not a target of its investigation. I've directed them to cooperate with the Justice Department in order to ensure that it gets the information to which it's entitled, but to protect information to which it's not, including communications that are protected under the speech and debate clause of the United States Constitution. The subpoenas issued this week in Harrisburg. All right, so now we have the U.S. This is how big this is. And I want to tell you something. I did some research again this morning, as I do every day. The Deputy Attorney General of the United States is a radical leftist Obama sycophant. She was put in charge of the January 6th, the coordinated investigation of January 6th. She has not been held to account for anything. Anything. She's a radical left-wing hack. And you can see that Garland is a little teetering, heading towards Mueller territory. She, in many ways, is calling the shots. They're going after state representatives. They're going after members of Congress in violation of separation of powers. Taking their phones... Taking materials from an ex-president's home? Just look at this. Look at what's taking place. The subpoenas issued this week in Harrisburg. So we have the Harrisburg FBI office involved. We have an FBI office in southern Florida involved. And of course, the middle of the, uh, of the wheel, of the spokes, 
is the U.S. Attorney in Washington as well as Maine Justice. And people in Arizona have gotten subpoenas, I understand, as well as other states. The subpoenas issued this week in Harrisburg are essentially official requests for information or documents from federal prosecutors who believe the information they seek will be helpful to an ongoing grand jury investigation, said David Freed, the former U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Pennsylvania. Says it's different from a warrant in the sense that it's not a requirement to show probable cause of a crime that's been independently reviewed by a judge. But absent a legal challenge that results in the subpoena being squashed, it does require the recipient's compliance. Pretty amazing. So they're going after Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman. He may not be a target, but he's not exactly being ignored. Scott Perry. Going to Trump's home. They're going to various state legislators. Now, why are they going after various state legislators? They're even shaking them down for documents and information. Why are they doing that? Because they do not want Republican legislators in Republican legislatures ever, ever exercising their constitutional power or even what they think might be their constitutional power to ever again challenge a Democrat court, a Democrat governor, or the so-called election of a Democrat president. This is all one-sided. You never saw anything like this after 2016. Ever. Never. But this is really quite remarkable, what's taking place here. Perry's spokesman, Jay Ostrich said the congressman denied being part of any, any such discussion about ways to overturn the election, I suppose. Let's see. Perry was present during the December 21 meeting between members of the House. Arch-conservative Freedom Caucus, they write, and Trump to strategize about what Congress could do to block final certification of Biden's election. They're perfectly free to do that. That's not a crime. And the Democrats do this all the time. Acting Deputy Attorney General Richard Donahue. Now this guy is a real louse, in my opinion. Told Senate Judiciary Committee staff Perry called him at Trump's behest on December 27. To discuss what turned out to be an errant analysis circulating among Trump backers at the time the Pennsylvania certified vote count was higher than the number of voters who had actually cast ballots. Who cares? So what? And they go on. Of course, they cite, was it Casey or Cassidy Hutchison, who, of course, was found uh, not to be all that of a reliable witness, was she? The Pennsylvania Republican State Committee said at the time that they met to cast a conditional vote for Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Quote, we took this procedural vote to preserve any legal claims that may be presented going forward, said Bernie Comfort, Pennsylvania chair of the Trump campaign. This was in no way an effort to usurp or contest the will of the Pennsylvania voters. They're allowed to do that. Again, the Congress has the final say. They said the slate of electors was appointed only to act in the event that the results of the election were lawfully overturned. As far as I'm concerned, I'm quoting, everything that was done that day by the alternate electors was done properly set forth as an alternate slate if the federal court or other courts found the Biden slate was not to be recognized. We did everything right, and from what I heard and saw, they wanted to do everything in the proper way. Says Giroux. The Trump slate included a number of well-known GOP luminaries. Former Congressman Lou Barletta, Allegheny County Republican Committee Chair Sam DeMarco III, Comfort, the current Vice Chair of the Pennsylvania Republican State Committee, Andy Riley, one of Pennsylvania's members on the Republican National Committee. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro. This is a radical left-wing Democrat hack. 
who's running for governor, said in January that his investigators had looked over the Republican elector slate and felt that while the action was intentionally misleading and purposefully damaging to our democracy, they didn't believe it met the legal standards for criminal prosecution under state law, and it doesn't, nor under federal law. So they keep calling these fake electors, and now you're learning a little bit more about how this came to be. No sitting Pennsylvania legislators were a part of the pro-Trump elector slate, though the New York Times reported last month that at least some of Trump's campaign leadership considered Mastriano, the Republican candidate for governor, as the point person to help organize electors in Pennsylvania. Anyway, I'm going to make a crime out of that. Everything you see here is lighting a match to our history and to our Constitution. They are creating precedents here from a criminal investigative and potentially criminal prosecutorial perspective that has never been done in American history before. And so they are willing to do whatever they feel they need to do to get to where they want to go, including, including this search warrant which was a backdoor effort to try and and stab Trump in the back. I'm going to keep hammering on this damn thing to the end of time. Because it's worse. It's worse than people understand. It's worse than you're being told. Luckily, you're listening to me, and I'm not just saying that. They were using the Presidential Documents Act, the Records Act, as a subterfuge to get around probable cause when it came to January 6th or any other matter that they hoped that they could find. It's a subterfuge. And quite frankly, and I'm not happy to say this, crooked, corrupt prosecutors do this a lot. They do it a lot. Oh, it's way big-time overreach for a document. Because it's not about a document. Maybe they'll find one. Maybe they'll find 101. Maybe they'll use that as the excuse. But that's all it is. You don't go through the First Lady's closet looking for a document. Well, what were they looking for, Mark? Maybe a file cabinet? Maybe another safe? God knows what. I guess we'll have to ask Mick Mulvaney, the CNN Republican. Mark Levin. We're giving you nothing but the best, the best of Mark Levin. The price of eggs year to year has gone up 38%. The price of butter and margarine year to year has gone up 26.4%. The price of coffee has gone up 20.3%. The price of poultry has gone up 16.6%. Snacks have gone up 16.5%. Milk, 15.6%. Double-digit inflation all across every food category. Bread, 13.7% up. Fruits and vegetables up 9.3%. Beef and veal up 3.4%. I don't know where they're getting their beef and veal. All food, all told, up almost 11% year to year. And Biden's out there saying 0% inflation. 0% inflation. It's outrageous. And they're up month to month, if you want to look at that. 1.1%. And the media are there supporting them. Overall inflation dropped to 8.5% annually. 8.5% annually? Dropped? That just means it dropped from 9.1%. So we've gone from a 43-year high to a 40-year high. Do you feel relieved, ladies and gentlemen? Now, here's the problem. As I keep pointing out, the problem is stagflation. Stagflation. 
inflation. That is inflation with recession. The economy is not growing. It's shrinking. Our farmers have already warned us what's going to happen. Our farmers have already warned us what's going to happen. Why? Because of the price of fertilizer, among other things. And the price of feed for livestock. It's through the roof. The consequences have yet to come in full view. That is, to affect you fully yet. But they will. Now, I went to the largest supermarket in my area. I went to the largest supermarket in my area two days ago. I walked through the aisles intentionally, one after another. That's how I got my exercise. Damn things is bigger than a football field. And there were empty shelves. There were empty shelves. And not just empty of baby formula. Condiments. All kinds of condiments missing. Cereals missing. Various juices, fruit juices, or other juices like V8. They didn't have any of that. The signs were back. Take one package of the paper towels, one package of the toilet paper. It was obvious. And in your own lives, you see the same damn thing. Ford has just announced a massive increase in the price of their electric Ford 150s, I think, $8,500. So this is what's going on. The price of fuel is going down for one major reason, because you are driving less. Turns out you're purchasing less gasoline. You're purchasing less gasoline. So this is temporary in terms of the price of fuel. People say, you got to tell us about the good news. I'm telling you what I know. And I'm using my noggin. Now, food happens to be a necessity. You die without it. So when they add up, you know, the price of perfume and cologne and the price of this and the price of that, and then they deduct the negative side of the food, and they say, oh, zero inflation month to month. What good does that do you? doesn't even make any sense, does it? So we're also being told, have you watched this on TV today? That what took place at Mar-a-Lago was not a raid. It was a judge or magistrate authorized warrant and investigation. Not a raid. No, I've been around a little while. I was uh, chief of staff to an attorney general, as you know. We would call it a raid. Of course it's a raid. You're going through Melania Trump's closet and her private things? Why would they do that? They say they have an insider. They have a mole. They have a mole at Mar-a-Lago? Tell me, is there a mole of any of the five mansions that the Obamas own? Is there a mole in any of the mansions that the Clintons own in Westchester? Is there a mole in any of the homes that the Bush family owns or the Cheney family? What do they mean there's a mole? There's a mole? At Mar-a-Lago, at the home of the president, the former president of the United States? An FBI informant. An informant about what? Just think about this. A former president who's guilty of nothing, nothing, nothing. They've tried everything, the Emoluments Act, for God's sakes. They had a criminal investigation. They could go into anything they want. Nothing. Two phony impeachments. What did they come up with? Nothing. A phony dossier. Nothing. 
Russia collusion, nothing. Zippo, the most investigated human being to ever, to ever walk the planet, still being investigated. No, it's a routine, uh, it's a routine, you know, event here that took place. We're just looking for documents that belong to the federal government, that's all. Just looking for documents. Have you noticed the Obamas have never faced any kind of investigation whatsoever? They're walking around, they're worth like half a billion dollars, selling their names, selling their celebrity, whooping it up with the media. Two perfect, perfect human beings. Nobody wants to look at their taxes. No. No local Republican prosecutors interested in any of it. No, of course not. Joe Biden, same thing. No, no, no. Well, Joe Biden. We have a sitting president who's a crook. His family is a crime family. It's been bought and paid for by at least three governments. He's the sitting president. No criminal investigation, no state investigation, no local investigation, no media investigation. Well, what about Hunter? I'm not talking about Hunter. Screw Hunter. I'm talking about Biden, the guy in the Oval Office. Nothing. And there's plenty to go with. It's all out there. Same with his violations of his oath of office. He won't enforce the immigration laws. That's a violation of the Constitution. Nobody even talks about impeachment. Nobody. The guy is a walking, talking mannequin. He's a moron. Was a moron before he lost his screws. He's still a moron with loose screws. And... Media doesn't talk about the 25th Amendment, and actually that's why it's there, for a guy like him. Where other people are apparently running our government, like Susan Rice, among others. Nothing. They are still obsessed with Donald Trump. If this doesn't demonstrate to you how crooked and corrupt and tyrannical these bastards are, nothing will. And now they're leaking to Newsweek to try and create the narrative because the attorney general's in hiding the president just flew off on another trip with Dr. Jill and with his son I don't know if they brought any prostitutes or any drugs I just know that that's what happened 